Wait a minute, I hear something. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Movie, the most excellent podcast created by a mediocre host. I'm Rick. I am that mediocre host, and I'm glad that you joined us. I, I hope you've had a blast going through all of the almost Jaws slash exploitation slash aquatic horror movies. Um, hope you enjoyed that. I, I had a lot of fun up to a certain limit and I just had to break free I, I think I did a count and I did like I don't know 17 episodes or so of, of just aquatic Jaws ripoff movies and yeah, decided I need a little break so uh, I've jumped off of here and, and actually picked up a couple of newer films and when I say newer I mean anything in the past 20 years <laughs> um most of the uh, the aquatic movies that I just covered are all, you know, 80s and 90s, and then you get your newer movies like Hal Shark and stuff like that that I guess you can classify as new. But I wanted to step out and do something different and took my chances on this one. This movie is called Blood from uh, 2022 and considered a horror thriller, which... Absolutely. Um, this is brought to us by Brad Anderson, the guy that brought us Session 9. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. If you haven't seen Session 9, uh, wow. That, that movie, I don't drink, but that movie would force me to be an alcoholic if I wasn't careful. Um, and this movie has the same sense of dread. Uh, you know, If you look at the other movies he's kind of put out, it, it, they all have... You know, not so much an over-the-top horror aspect, but a sensibility of dread that just stays with you. You don't forget them. So, uh, let's do a little synopsis here. It says, when a bite from a family dog gives her son a horrific infection, a woman's morals get pushed to the test when the only cure is to keep him alive proves deadly. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is a good one, folks. Uh, I'm surprised it only got a 5.4 out of 10. I, I put it much higher than that, I believe. Why to watch? Well, we got three words for you. It's eerie, suspenseful, and terrifying. I think that's the same words they said for Up From The Depths. But I'm just telling you, it's what it says. Um, this says the cast was well-selected and the acting is excellent. Everything felt authentic. I have to agree. This movie kind of plays out like a drama for the most part. Um, yeah, it's a solid flick. It says, its pieces may not uh, always fit snugly together, but the human drama and eerie chills proves to be an enjoyable mix. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really see any real snags in this. I guess because it, it matters what aspect of where you're watching this from. And I'll get to that in a minute of, of why that's important. You know, if you're a young teenager and you're watching this, you're like, yeah, so what? But as an adult, as a parent, as a grandparent, uh, anybody that's a guardian, 
of something that's more precious to you than your own life. Uh, this movie really hits home in a lot of ways. Let's see. Uh, it's a powerful, heartbreaking twist, and the movie uses it to deliver striking moments of character-driven shock. Yeah, it's just a little wordy. I agree with what they're saying, but, you know, it's another worded way of just saying what the last person said. Let's talk about our cast a little bit. Uh, pretty good cast here. We start off with uh, Michelle Monaghan, uh, which you know from all the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, she's got a list a mile long, right? That's just the first thing I thought of is she being in those movies. And she pops up in several TV series. And uh, just a, a good actress, no doubt about it. Or actor, wherever you sit nowadays. Uh, we got Skeet Ulrich in this. Uh, you know, kind of the chameleon. He, he kind of, you know, had his heyday from for all you Scream fans, all right? Uh, you kind of see him pop in and out here and there and uh, puts in a very fine performance in this one. Um, Michelle, like I said earlier, she plays Jess and Skeet plays Patrick. And they have two kids, uh, which is Finlay Walchak Hissong. I'm sure I screwed that up. Uh, and Skylar Morgan Jones. And the rest of your cast is, uh, you know, people you've just seen kind of pop up here and there. Nothing significant, really, to talk about. You may be going, oh, you're wrong. You're missing so-and-so. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't do all that and drive at the same time. I'm just kind of hit the high points, folks, and get you in and out. I'm not taking you to the dentist. I'm trying to get you through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Just get, give you a, a snippet, a taste to satisfy you and send you on your way. That's what this show is all about. So let's kind of get into this one. Like I said, it's called Blood, and you've got a broken home situation. You've got a, a single mom now. Actually, they're going through a very ugly divorce, and I mean, it's, it's ugly. He's already moved on. He's living with another lady. Uh, well, they even have a, a, even a child together, I believe. And uh, so that's the backstory of all this is you've got a mom living on kind of a farmhouse, and they're out all to themselves, trying to make ends meet. She's a nurse at a hospital, and she's got a young boy and a young daughter. And obviously, uh, the the grown-ups don't get along with each other. And we even see parts where they're in court together, and maybe not court, but in in little uh, divorce signing paper meetings and stuff. And it gets it's very heated. And uh, in the process of living out in this home, I mean, they've got a, a dog, Pippin, not Pippet from Jaws, but Pippin. And uh, the dog keeps noticing something. They, they've just moved into this kind of farmhouse, and the dog keeps looking out and, and like it sees something out there. And the dog knows there's something going on, but we don't know what it is. Well, the dog ends up disappearing. And the young boy goes out and starts putting flyers up everywhere trying to find the dog. You know, it's it's his dog. Um, and even this gets to a heated situation where the mom gets mad at him because he's ran off. He's putting out these flyers. And she's, like again, having a hard time because of the divorce and how that's all playing out. Where they are financially, all these things, right? So it plays heavily on 
the uh, the home life, you know, just the, the everyday life drama. And uh, I think that's what makes this movie work so well. But the dog ends up disappearing, and when it comes back, it's out in the yard, it's late at night, and its eyes are glowing, a la Salem's Lot, right? When he's sitting in the chair, and he's like, look at me, you know, all that stuff. Eyes are glowing, which is never a good thing, right, for a dog. And the dog ends up attacking the boy and bites him, like, across the back of his head. Real, real nasty. Uh, obviously, with her nursing skills, she gets her son to the hospital, and they have to do pretty intense surgery on him. And several days later, he's in his hospital bed. He's recovering. And... They're bringing him food, and he won't eat. He just kind of throws it away. And from there, things get pretty crazy. Uh, he starts to have a craving for blood, which is why the dog acted like it did. By the way, the mom pretty much killed the dog with the dog bowl, the food bowl that was laying out in the yard to get it off the sun. Uh, again, this it's, it's pretty traumatic. And, um, but the boy is now thirsting for blood. So we've, we've got this set up that it's, it's not anything new, but it's taking several elements and putting it together that I think works really well. First of all, the first thing I think of is Martin, right? George Romero's Martin. If you haven't seen Martin, how can you be a George Romero fan of all? What he did to the zombie flicks, what he did to zombies is what he did to vampires because we've kind of relived the story over and over but Martin is the first one I remember where he's not a dude running around with the fangs eating people uh, great movie I'm, I'm really surprised we haven't remade it I'll be honest with you because it, it's that stand up of a film matter of fact movies like Let the Right One In which also you think of that movie when you see this too because you kind of got the same scenario where the caretaker is supplying the need for the child that has this disease. So you got a little bit of Martin in there. You got to let the right one in. To me, <laughs> this thing gets even deeper because the mom starts, the mom at first is pulling her own blood, right? Drawing her own blood and giving him that to survive on to, to the point to where she's so weak she can't even function. She goes to a pet store and buys a whole bunch of rabbits and thinks, okay, well, I'll just, I'll kill rabbits. We'll make a sacrifice. We'll give him blood. And at first, he's taking shots of the blood. Now, while all this is going on, we're keeping this all a secret to everybody, even the sister that lives in the house. And this is a close brother and sister situation, right? And it seems like he's doing okay on the rabbit blood, and then he starts convulsing, so his body's rejecting it, so that's not going to work. It has to be human blood. Well, it turns out that Jess has a patient at the hospital who's just not in the best of health and probably not going to make it. Well, she has the intentions of going and drawing her blood and start just getting the blood from her. She, she actually goes in and starts stealing blood out of the blood supply in the, you know, in the freezer, in the locker in the hospital. And she's signing it out and saying that they were damaged and she can only do that so long and then it gets to where they find out that the blood is starting to be missing so they end up not giving anybody the pass for that. 
so she can't get in there anymore. And that's when she starts drawing her own blood, makes herself sick. At the same time, the ex-husband's coming to pick up the kids on weekends, and she's looking like total death. She's looking very bad. And you can see marks in her arm where she's, like, drawing the blood. And obviously, he sees all this. So he's thinking, wow, something really bad's happening here. I don't know if she's doing drugs or what, but not fit for the kids. So he's starting to have those kind of concerns. And uh, so Jess ends up... <laughs> planning on going and draining the blood out of this patient who's been released. So she's panicking now because now she's she's out on the, you know, out of the hospital. Well, she finds out she just left that day and she's out waiting for somebody to come pick her up. So she offers her, she goes out there and offers her a ride home and ends up taking her back to her house, Jess's house, where the kids are and everything, the farmhouse. And ends up putting her in the basement, tying her up, keeping her basically asleep the whole time and is just draining the blood out of her, holding her hostage, puts a lock on the door so nobody can get down there. And like I said, the things just get crazy. So this also makes me think of Hellraiser, right? The, the What limit would this woman go through killing people to end up supplying, you know, Frank so he can come back and be her lover once more? Again, it gives you the let the right one in kind of jive. But it also has the heavy feelings of, uh, of the exorcist. Not because of anything that happens demonic, but because of what the mom goes through. What length would you go through? How far would you go to save your child? And that's, that's the thing about this. That, that's really what you carry with you when you watch this. Uh, another movie that this brings up to mind, which I did early, early on. You can go way back, but Death Dream. Same story. I just now realized this. This, this is the same kind of story where the mom doesn't want to admit the problem with the son because it's her son, and she will do anything to avoid the truth, to make some normalcy out of the craziness that's going on. And that's the path you really take. It's the same thing with the exorcist, right? The mother is totally helpless because she has to put her faith in something that she does not believe in to try to save her daughter. She's she's at her wit's end, right? It's kind of where you are with this movie. This woman is willing to do anything to anybody to save her son because it's the remnants of her life, right? There's There's nothing else left. And as a guardian, that's what you do. So it's got all these feels, man. And... I'm not going to go any further than that. I really think that's a good place to stop. Uh, not exactly sure where you can check this one out, but I, I really recommend it. I think this is a well-made film. It sticks with you. Uh, and, you know, there, there's a lot more to it that I'm just leaving out because, again, the, the, the point is, is for you to check this out, but I'm telling you, uh, if, if, if these kind of ideas and movies interest you, you won't be let down with this movie. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. And it, to me, it went by really quick. So I was really, really impressed with this. Looks great. Good cast. Solid flick. Uh, I recommend this one. So I'm going to give this a four out of five. 
and I think you should do yourself a favor and, and check this movie out. Um, again, it's not it's not doing anything you really haven't seen before, but I think the way that it plays out and the sympathy that you have for the mom is is genuine. So for that, I I, I really think this movie deserves a look. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I'll be honest with you. I really. <laughs> When I downloaded this to watch it, I don't know why, but for some reason I thought this was an alligator movie. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of my frame of mind of where I've been for so long, but for some reason I thought this was an alligator movie, so I got my wires crossed. I'm glad that it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, check this one out. Let me know what you think about me. Give, me. give me some feedback if you've seen this one. I'd love to hear from you and see your thoughts. Because again, it's it's not straight up horror. It's got the elements, but you're really taken for a ride and you really do sympathize with what's going on. It's incredible when you cheer on bad behavior because you question yourself. Would you do this? How far would you go, right? All right, folks, that's it for this one. Hope you enjoyed it and we will check you later.